Welcome to Little Joe's Conservative Corner, the podcast where we delve into the latest news through a conservative lens. In each episode, Little Joe sifts through the top headlines and news articles, offering insightful commentary and analysis from a right-leaning perspective. Whether it's politics, culture, or current events, this show explores the issues that matter most to conservative listeners. Get ready ready. to cut through the noise and get to the heart of what's really going on in the world today. Let's get started. Welcome to Little Joe's Conservative Corner. question I'm asking is, what is the expertise that you have and other Moms for Liberty advocates have to decide that a book, an award-winning book like All Boys Aren't Blue isn't appreciate for students to read? What, what, is, is, what is the tragic story of a young man who's anally raped by his adult family member? So you have incest, rape, pedophilia. Joy, you said you'd let me answer, so sure. I'm going to answer Please for you. Please do. Um, in what context is a strap-on dildo acceptable for public school? Just I mean, that's my question to you. Tell me what the context around the strap-on dildo or the rape of a minor child by a teacher. Hold on a second. No, no, no. no. no wait, We're hold talking on. about no, no, public no. school. One, one moment. All right. So now you've asked me a question. Sure. So I'm going to answer it. Okay. Well, who is the main character? What's the name of the main character in All Boys Are Blue? You're asking me right now. You just gave me very specific information about this book, so you're presenting yourself as somebody expert. It's the gentleman. Hold on. Who's the main character in the the book? The main character is the author. What's his name? George, I believe, is his first because name. Because you're giving me very specific information that is You're asking me to remember the name of an author. You the just remembered very specific joy. Here's my You're question. You're talking about Here's question. You didn't answer my no, question. No, no, no. I'm, gonna, I'm going to answer Great. your question. Great. I would love to hear that. Absolutely. Well, I, you, I'm interviewing you, and you're not interviewing me. So let's just make sure it's a conversation, okay? Okay, great. So what I'm saying to you is that as you are not an expert, in this book, I don't have to be an expert. No, 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 hold on a second. Aren't one moment. For one moment. I mean, this come on, let's book get real. is a full context story, as you said, of the author's experience. Why is it your right, or a Moms for Liberty activist's right, to say that a parent who wants their child to have access to this book, which gives a personal experience of this author, that they, the, why doesn't a liberal parent, for instance, or a parent of an LGBTQ kid, why don't they have a right for their child to just have access to this book? Why is it your right to say they can't? So, again, we're talking about incest, rape, and pedophilia. And Boy, each parent, each parent has to decide what is appropriate for their child to read. So I want you to answer, I'm going to ask so you one more time. Right. What is your right to tell a parent who wants their child, who might feel seen by this story, why don't they have the right? Why don't they have the right as a parent to say, my child can have access to this book? If a child feels seen by this story, that means that they have been uh, the victim of a predator. That means that they have either been raped by a family member, they, they, they've experienced um And your proof of that is what? You just said that What's the child feels seen by this story. They, so they they, what, no, 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 what no, no, I'm no, no. saying, Joy, You're now making assumptions. No, about Joy, it, but, no, no. but if a Let child has an, been raped, we should do a lot better than put a book on a library Now you're literally shelf. creating a story behind a child that you don't know. Let me show you a form. This is a form. I'm going to show it to the audience, and then I'm going to show it to you. 
This is called the opt. Yeah, please, I'm going to hand it to you. It's called the opt-out form. Okay. An opt-out form would allow any parent, because you said you are in favor of parental rights. I am. It would allow any parent to opt out of their child being able to take books out of the library without their parents' permission. Okay. So that Moms for Liberty, why not advocate that every school in America have an opt-out form so that a parent who doesn't want their child to access a book like All Boys Aren't Blue, that they can make that choice because then each parent, including a liberal parent, a black parent, a parent who wants their child to read a book about African-American history, then they get their want children to read books about African-American history. Why not just opt out for yourself rather than tell other parents what they can and cannot? First of all, I think what you're talking about here is a wonderful step in the right direction. Um, we should be having conversations about this. This is about local control. Mm-hmm. A lot of these decisions are made at, made at the local school board level, mm-hmm. and that's where these decisions should be made. And there should be vibrant conversations sure. about what's happening in our public schools and what kids have access to. Joy, however, mm-hmm. maybe we could just put all the books with all the graphic sexual content, the dildos, You're not the rape. I'm sorry. Let's do I'm a, so sorry. Let's do excuse a back me. Room. Excuse me. Let's excuse put a curtain up me. in the library First like all, they used to on. do. One moment. One stores. moment. Remember when we were little moms and you would go to the video store? The books that moms. And they put those the books, books that moms for liberty with pornography I know that you, I, I've seen, we could just do that in the I have seen library. tapes of what Moms for Liberty does, and you all go into school board meetings, Joy, and you read graphic stuff. It's a disingenuous conversation. No, it's not. There is a, there's, America Je- used to understand that there was beloved, something called age-appropriate beloved, content. And right, and here's my we question again. Again, again. All right, welcome back on this Tuesday, primary day, second primary day. We'll see what happens this evening. Uh, obviously, do some uh, reporting on that for... Wednesday morning, um, I mean, I think it's going to turn out the way we all expect it to turn out, but we'll, uh, I'll do the same as I did last time around, and we'll, the way you wake up in the morning, if you go to sleep, because you just don't care, at least you can get brought up to speed on your way into work or whatnot, so you know exactly what's happening. Um, Tiffany Justice of Moms for Liberty, I think, did a, a very good job and made a very powerful case for protecting children from pornographic books. Apparently, pornographic books that Joy Reid thinks are very appropriate for children of all ages, because she doesn't get very specific in that entire conversation about different age groups. I think there's a a place for everything. And in, in a school setting, I don't see how pornography has any benefit to your education at all. So it shouldn't be in there in any form, in my opinion. Uh, the book that she's talking about, about a black boy who is being uh, uh, raped by a family member, uh, is disturbing. Now, what child, not only what child should read that, but what child would even want to read something that tragic? What child would want to read about that pain? I mean, that, that, it doesn't make sense to me. You know, there, there are no little kids that could that should want to read it. And then going even deeper in a lot of these books, it's not just about the literature part of it. You know, one thing that kids do, especially little kids, what they do is they look at pictures. So if they open up this book and they see some very graphic pictures uh, that are sexual in nature, uh, you're indoctrinating them just through sight because they're starting to see these things. It's going to be confusing to them at first. And just like any child, confusing. But at the same time, you're interested because you're not sure what it is. And it's, you're going to start leading them down a pathway that only ends up in one place. You know, you're going to destroy them at such a young age. Uh, her idea of putting these books on a shelf and putting them behind a curtain like they used to do back in the days, depending on how old you are, you may not understand that. You may 
back at least when I was younger, uh, things were hidden behind a closed door. You had, it was an 18 and older section that if you walked into there, that's where some of the stuff was at. Or they're behind the cashier with stuff kind of blocking them uh, so you can't see them. And that's how items like that would be sold. Um, but even for me, I don't even think that's good enough. You know, school, a school setting, a school public library is about education. And there is nothing educational, educational about the vast majority of these books. There may be some educational value at some level in some of the reading material, but for the most part, a lot of these are sick and twisted books designed for one purpose only, which is to confuse and indoctrinate a child, get them at a young age, get them to read this crap, make them think that things that are absolutely not okay are okay, and then they act out on what they see, and then if mom and dad are saying, no, 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 well, this is in the public school, and why would the school have this? If it's not good for me, I should be able to read this if I want to. It's 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 inappropriate and wrong, okay? Uh, Joy Reid is insignificant. She's a political hack. Again, uh, she's just, she's a, a paid operative by the left to push leftist propaganda, to sell out her own people, to be enriched by it. She is what she is. She's chosen her path. I'm not really concerned with her, but she is going to be a tough person to sit in there with because she's going to try to control um, the conversation because you're in her house. You know, you are, you came to her, you're sitting down there with her, she's comfortable in her setting, and she's going to try to control the entire conversation. And I think Tiffany did an excellent job taking that control away and making valid points. Because just as Joy Reid, you heard, said she would answer uh, why, when or why would a dildo be appropriate reading material um, or in any classroom setting at all in school, she said she would answer that question. Well, she never did. And the entire interview is much longer. I gave you a, a small portion of it, um, but she never did. I mean, there was no answer there. All she did was realize in the beginning, you're losing this argument right off the rip. So then she just tried to over speak over Tiffany to try to shut her down. But Tiffany was smart. You keep talking. I'll keep talking too. <laughs> well, it'll just be a mess on here. You'll be hearing you. You'll be hearing me. They can hear whatever they want to hear for God's sakes. Uh, it's going to be a mess. Cause if you choose to go that direction, then I'm going to shut you down and I'm just going to keep on talking and not care what you have to say, because I'm going to finish my thought and then we'll move on from there or the interview will be over. So, uh, I, I thought it was important to, uh, highlight that because I mean, this is how sick and disturbed these people are. You have this host holding a book up that is literally about a, a, a terrible tragedy of a family member molesting a child. How, how is that good reading material? You guys are sick. You're all sick. If you think that that's good and that's okay, then notice that she said, but if a liberal parent or if an LGBT parent wants their kid to have this, yeah, because uh, nobody on our side is going to want no child reading that. I, I, don't, I can't see, again, under any circumstance at all, why that would be appropriate reading for a young kid. But I guess for Joy Reid and her and her side of the aisle, I guess they think that that's okay to allow young children to poison their minds by reading something that tragic at 
such a young age. Because, again, she excluded age from this conversation. So if she thinks it should be in there, then if a 8-year-old or a 7-year-old that's just learning how to read and, and starting to read good enough where they can read sentences and they understand what they're reading and everything, uh, if they're at a point where that's happening, they could pick that book up and start to read it and see things and that they shouldn't be seeing and listen and read uh, things that shouldn't be read at that age because their fragile minds can't comprehend what the hell they're reading. But if you're a sick liberal, I guess that's okay. She's the one that said liberals and LGBT. I didn't. She chose those two groups for the books. I didn't. Although I kind of agree with her. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think anybody on our side would touch any of those books. But uh, she, she knows as well as I do, those are the people that you're trying to appeal to with these kind of books. Well, the rest of us ain't having it. All right. So, something that I think was kind of disturbing that came out. Um, <clears throat> China. A new report is claiming now that China scientists have developed a coronavirus strain that attacks the brain and has a 100% kill rate in mice used to experiment with the virus. Uh, I mean, could we get any more scary than that? Uh, Remember, I told you that the coronavirus, when it first came out, you're not seeing people drop like flies. They're acting like it's the plague. It's the worst thing that's ever come. Hide in your houses, mask your face up, take these shots, shut down economies, destroy the country, give away freedoms. It's the worst thing in the world. But yet you're looking at it and looking at everybody around you and know, I met this guy that got it. And I met that girl that got it. And they seem to be okay. And, and, uh, these masks, yeah, heavy debate on whether these, these work or not. Uh, misinformation, disinformation, or no information. You just do what we say, but we're not going to give you all the information. There was just something not right about it. However, if the virus was doing what it's doing here and it's the plague, I'm sure that many of us thinking that you're listening to an expert would be willing to try some of the things they said to prevent you from actually dying. Because every single person that is getting it is dying and you are seeing deaths being racked up by the millions. I think most all of us would be on high alert. And if they think if they say masks work, whether you didn't want to wear it or did want to wear it, if you're thinking about self-preservation because you literally see any person you heard has gotten it, has passed, I think you'd probably wear it or at least give it a go. Uh, the report, which was obtained by the Daily Mail, indicates that the Beijing-based scientists allegedly linked China's military cloned the GXP2V virus, which was originally discovered in 2019 uh, prior to the COVID-19 pandemic. And according to the Daily Mail, the virus was stored in a Beijing lab after it was initially cloned. While it has not been revealed when the newly disclosed study was completed, researchers involved with the experiment suggested that the coronavirus could have experienced a uh, virulence-enhancing mutation while it was stored in the lab, which could have contributed uh, to the virus kill rate. Uh, severe brain infection during the later stages of the infection may be the key of key uh, cause of death in the mice, researchers noted. Um, this is the first report showing that the SARS-CoV-2 uh, related uh, coronavirus can cause a 100% mortality risk or 100% mortality in uh, the HACE2 mice, suggesting risks for GXP2V to spill over into humans. 
According to the Daily Mail, again, the mice involved in the coronavirus research were humanized in order to examine how the virus could potentially impact human. Researchers reportedly documented that each of the infected mice surprisingly died within just eight days. So you have genetically enhanced mice being infected with basically a bioweapon, and it's a 100% kill rate, and they have about eight days to figure it out. That, that's some scary stuff. What's what's more scary about it is this is our enemy. You know, wars of the past. Yeah, yeah. I was re-watching uh, Band of Brothers with my wife. We love Band of Brothers. I mean, that's that's a great series. If you've never seen it, it's 10 episodes. If you've never seen that by now, and it's, Jesus, 20-something years old. But if you've never seen that series and you like watching... Um, World War II, World War One. you like history-type shows that are based in truth. I can't say every conversation that they have in there is true, but it is a documentary, uh, and they do have all the uh, old boys that are you see in there are talking about it from World War II. If you haven't seen it, it's it's literally phenomenal, probably one of the best. Anyways, we were re-watching that, and the point I'm about to make is this. Wars of today are not going to be like wars of the past. The wars of the past were hand-to-hand combat, their bullets in the air, it's strategy and everything. And although that still applies, there are many other factors today that they didn't have back then that we're going to have to deal with. Uh, for example, a drone attack. You could have a drone come in and drop a bomb on you anywhere. You know, surveillance is so much better. Satellites are so much better. Weapons have changed. The size of weapons power of weapons have changed but one thing that is for sure is what we're starting to see in this new age warfare is less battlefield warfare and more um computer you get a lot of cyber attacks which is a form of war because if you cripple people's power grids or you cripple their economy you're defeating them without even deploying one person over there you got people you know 3000 miles away on a computer that's breaking into your systems and causing complete chaos and havoc in your country the other thing are bioweapons what an easy thing to do to come in somewhere drop one dirty bomb that has this kind of a bioweapon in it that's a hundred percent kill drop it one place like in new york it's always new york because they're you know the the population so dense Uh, you drop it in a place like new york and maybe the initial blast kills a lot of people but that's not what they care about the initial blast is peanuts compared to what's about to happen then this stuff starts spreading rampant across there a city like new york had what eight to ten million people in it you could wipe the whole city out in in a, a few weeks You figure the initial blast, and then once one person catches it and everybody starts catching it, before you could get a handle on it, you'd wipe the city out. You know, I mean, that would be literally a a core, you'd block it all off, you're not allowed out of there, stay in there, it's a virus type, you know, sorry you guys are left to to die, there's nothing we can do for you because for the better good of humanity, we can't let you out. That's the way wars of the future are going to be fought. It's not going to be the old school style, like I'm watching World War II. They're running in there, bayonets on their on their guns, uh, fighting hand to hand. Modern, you know, regular warfare. This is modern day warfare that's going to be different. And China is the one doing this. Again, China, who answers to nobody, who does not give correct information to anybody, who won't give you the 
proper uh, reports and statistics and, and everything that they've done. They're not going to tell you why because they have the upper hand if they don't. All of this is happening because of the leadership of this country or lack thereof. China is preparing. China wants to be number one by whatever means necessary. And we are the only one standing in their way. So you got to take us out. You find something that's a bioweapon that's got a 100% kill rate within eight days that up till today, anything that they've given you for COVID has not worked. And this is a mutated form of it that nobody has seen. Nobody has looked for any type of cure on that you're going to have to figure it out as you go. You'd wipe out half the population. And then what? Then the then America is over. It's crippled. You know, we need leaders to step in and put the fear of God in these people. You need a leader that they know if you do something like that, listen, the 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 uh, backlash from it, it, you may cripple us, but we're going to destroy you. Period. Joe Biden ain't that guy. The Democrats aren't those people. The, the rhinos up there aren't those people. There's just a handful of people that got that, that that got stones that big that are willing to make that statement. And they in China know that they're serious about it. One of them is trying to be the Republican nominee. I think it was important to bring this up. I think it's important that you know this uh, because I haven't heard. I, I'm going to be honest. I, I listen to a lot of people. I haven't heard anybody talking about this. I mean, it's it's important. Are they using it for that? No. Can they use it for that? Sure they can. Sure you can. Once you know how to make it, once you see what it does, and the Chinese military is involved, oh, sure, sure, that could easily be turned into something nasty. Yeah, so, uh, so I hope things change going forward in the future, but I don't see too many people talking about this, which is why I decided to talk about it, because it doesn't make sense to me <laughs> that no one say anything about it. That's a pretty serious threat. Uh, that, that could have serious uh, consequences if we don't do something about it. All right. Republicans have recovered now over 100 files deleted by the January 6th committee just days before the majority took over. The uh, J6 committee deleted just days before, and by days before, we're talking about January 1, when everybody was sworn in just a couple days later, um, over 100 document or 100 files, encrypted files, 117 to be exact. Um, so that way, the new majority didn't have access to them and did not see them. However, Republicans had gone out of their way to hire a company to uh, recover those files. And even though they've recovered the files, a lot of them are still encrypted uh, where you can't read the files. Some of them you can, but you have a lot that are still encrypted that you need passwords for so that they can get into them to see what's actually in them. Um, right now, the, uh, the committee, uh, is, um, requesting that the passwords be recovered. Uh, Georgia Republican is demanding Thompson provide a, or is demanding Thompson provide a list of passwords. Yeah, I mean this is this is insane. You wonder why we don't trust government. Uh, by the way, it, it just so you know, January sixth committee. Okay, all the videotapes from the select committee depositions are missing. We don't even have any of those. 
So, you know, it's it, it, it looks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, it walks like a duck, must be a duck, yeah. Well, when we sit here and we say that there's problems with January 6th, we say that these people are evil, that these people are out to get us, that these people are no good, We all the things that we accuse them of being, when you have stuff like this, it just proves us right every single time. If there's nothing to hide, then why hide it? Why destroy the tapes? Why why encrypt the files? Why try to delete all these files so nobody could see them? Why? Because we're going to prove that everything was a big show, that everything was a big lie. We're going to prove it all to you. There, I mean, we have a serious problem in Washington. Serious problem in Washington. Yeah, and I don't I don't know what the easy answer is. There is no easy answer. We can try to vote American first people in, which is fine, but you're always going to have one side playing dirty, always. Always going to be one side playing dirty. The left is always going to play nasty. They they have secrets upon secrets. And a lot of the people on the right are the same way. They're playing the same game. Yeah, We as a people, 330 million strong, have to hold these just few thousand people accountable. Your local representatives, your state representatives, your federal representatives. We, we have to hold everybody accountable. It is on us. It is our job to do so. We watched January 6th. We, we, we voted. We went through the whole, the whole deal with the, the, the entire 2020 race, which was a mess. We are owed answers. Whatever the truth is, let the chips fall where they may, but we deserve those answers. We as people, we must demand that from them. Put the pressure on them. Hold them accountable when they do stuff like this. Otherwise, nothing is going to change. And up to this point, nothing has changed. They have just continued on. They continue doing what they do. They have no fear of us. They just feel that they have been, the swamp is the swamp, and it has done what it has done, and so many people don't pay attention and just don't care that they can get away with all these things, and they're happy and comfortable up in their little land right now. We, we have to do a better job. Shame on us if we don't. Shame on us if we don't just take the time. We have time for so much other crap. Got time to watch movies. You got time for that. If we don't take the time to send some emails, make some phone calls, uh, spend a little bit of time with just our local, start with your local representatives and work your way up the chain. If we don't take the time to do that, shame on us. Because nothing will ever get better and nothing will ever change. That wraps it up for me today. We will certainly do it again. And that wraps up another episode of Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Thank you for tuning in and joining the conversation. Don't forget to subscribe to stay updated on all our latest episodes. And join us next time as we continue to explore the issues that shape our world. Until then, stay informed and stay engaged.